what up everybody you are tuned into the elks call with the elks herd my name is scout aka the rep from section x and i'm Catherine, aka Javen elks and today we're just waiting on our special guest uh jake taylor is supposed to be on the show right now however uh things are happening on his end so uh we hope he's doing all right and we also hope we see him on the show uh first off sorry for being late obviously we wanted to uh try to get jake on here before we went live um so we apologize for being a little bit late here but this is the season finale of the elks call so no matter what this is a massive episode for us uh what episode are we on 24 24 so yeah 24 episodes with you fine folks <laughs> listening to us watching on shotgun sports network tune in listening on edmonton sports talk all of it we're extremely thankful for having you the viewers along for the ride with us so yeah big big important episode today mm -hmm. uh so for today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and look at the some of our favorite games in 2023, right? There's quite a few games that we can look at. Um, there's some crying that happened. There was some really big upsets. Um, there's there there it was a jam packed season. However, it would still ended up being a 14 or uh, yeah 14 and 4 season right so we're going to pick out some of the greatest moments from the season um and then on top of that we're going to look at the recent transactions we know that there was a transaction a or two that happened yeah yeah then after right. that we're going to open up the fan forum um so we're going to be talking about christmas uh our christmas um we have a christmas topic for everybody so if we could just get a little scroll there so um so um we're gonna do the fan forum and then after that uh we're gonna do an edmonton sports update and then we may not have an interview <laughs> so maybe either you guys can interview us or uh we can just grill Catherine on uh <laughs> yeah we'll just on her sports it. knowledge oh, which is not <laughs> i mean Still getting there, still getting, still learning lots, you know. There's still times that it catches me off guard and I turn around to scout and I'm like, is that, is that a thing? Like, <laughs> where, 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 where did that happen? <laughs> like when he talked about the kicking trick place and ever since then, I'm like, I want to see one. I haven't seen one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. But uh, yeah, before we get into our favorite games, though, I did want to bring up, um, nice little story that we came across just a couple of days ago um if you guys uh, we've had him here before sinjin sperling from yeah. custom cleats of strength um what's his yeah. momentum custom momentum custom shout so out to sinjin uh he partnered up with the edmonton elks to create this program called the cleats of strength which is essentially partnering up kits from the stollery with players to create custom cleats and auction them off so that they can you know all of the pro proceeds pretty much go to the stollery and the programs and the services that they offer so we saw this uh story about the stollery kid jays that he partnered up with aaron grimes um you know unfortunately due to the injury aaron grimes wasn't able to wear the pair for the you know the, i don't know if you guys have seen it hop off to the uh, edmonton elks groups the twitter the instagrams and you'll be able to see 
the the cleats, but they're absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And they were auctioned off last week at the annual Snowflake Gala. So, you know, they raised over $10,000 for the Stollery Children's Hospital that night with those cleats, which is absolutely amazing. And we actually heard from Whitney, Jace's mom, just talking about how special that whole new relationship between Aaron Grimes and uh, Jace is. Right. And it's absolutely beautiful. You know, she was telling us a little bit. We asked her a little bit about, about you know, what the best part of that whole experience was. And she told us that, you know, unfortunately, Jace is having a little bit of a rough time with some um, procedures and just some testing that he has. But Aaron Grimes is always the first person that knows about his recovery. If he has a treatment and, you know, he comes out of it, the first person that he messages is Aaron Grimes. And Aaron has essentially become his best friend. They yeah. are... Team A's that they call it, you know, putting together Aaron and uh, Jace. And that's that just goes to show how absolutely, you know, what the Edmonton Alex as a whole has done outside of just the team. You know, creating yeah. initiatives like the Cleats of Strength, raising over $10,000. You know, it's absolutely absolutely beautiful beautiful story go take a look at their you know a moment customs instagram and their yep. facebook group uh check out some of the work check out some of the cleats that they've done and yeah just support the cause well you know what shout out hello ray and benny talk sports uh our good friends ray and benny over there <clears throat> elks riders bombers are top in tops and community en engagement and that's really interesting because community-owned teams for now community-owned mm -hmm. teams for now but what's really interesting about that is they are actually doing that and putting everybody the rest of the league on notice with how much they're actually giving back to those communities uh it's absolutely beautiful and now that that raises a question you know, nice. now that we are looking at private sh private ownership, you know, no longer a community-owned team, do you think that a lot of these initiatives will be canned? Do you hmm. think that we are no longer going to see a lot of the community involvement and engagement that we, we have seen? Especially in the past year, I feel like they've really upped their their yeah, game when that, it comes to community engagement. That is a really um, good question. And I mean, I would say that since Victor Kui has been in, uh, mm -hmm. he did a lot for the community engagement piece, the community piece in general, getting U of A Golden Bears involved, getting some of these other lesser known organizations or schools in the Commonwealth Stadium in general and then of course getting the players out into the community so and they've done that really well heard chat anybody that's watching right now what do you think if the team like let's say a community-owned team goes to private ownership will you see uh a, 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 um would you see a shortage or would you see less community engagement yeah I don't know. That's it's interesting. It's hard to say because, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I actually, I mean, I can't say. I can't say who's the one in charge of this, these initiatives and who pushed them through. But hopefully, right. Right. hopefully that doesn't get lost. I mean, 
they're doing beautiful work out there. <laughs> oh, totally. And <clears throat> the cleats of strength program this year did so much for these kids. Sinjin, genuinely an amazing guy doing a great deed, mocking up these customs, making beautiful cleats. And then in turn, the community as well, the community bidding high on these items mm -hmm. and putting that money to the stallery. It's, it, it, it was an absolutely beautiful program. I hope they do more of that. And once again, we talked about this before, James Wilder Jr. kind mm -hmm. of was the pioneer of this, mm -hmm. another big community guy. Unfortunately, he got injured and he did everything he could to, you know, try to regain his position. Yeah. Could never really get there. And unfortunately, business happens. But mm -hmm. one of the brightest spots on the team in a dark spot was James Wilder Jr. with his involvement. So it's great to see like community heroes that are born from Definitely. the Edmonton Elks. And you see a lot of players too that really embrace that whole you know, community aspect, yeah. and they really put themselves out there, you know, talking to the kids after every single game, going to events, going to the family day events, and, you know, signing autographs, and just being available for young kids, because we heard it before with uh, Jamin when he was here, yep. you know, the future of football yep. is the new generation, is the, the grassroots, kids, the grassroots, right, so it's got to start from somewhere, and... <clears throat> Edmonton has too much of a grassroots relationship established would be a huge mistake, especially when trying to bring fans to back to Commonwealth. Um, so I'll direct everybody's attention over to Ray and Benny talk sports. Garrick Jones was just on their show. Fantastic conversation. Mm -hmm. And Garrick Jones is part of an athlete and like an athlete own ownership group, really an athlete ownership group where they are trying to buy the Edmonton Elks and bring glory back mm -hmm. to the green and gold from an ownership group that truly cares why, because they bled green and yes. gold in the uniform on the turf. Fantastic idea. Great conversation over at Ray and Benny Talk Sports. Please, everybody, go check them out. Go find them on YouTube. Give them a subscribe. While we're talking about subscriptions, we're still on a drive to 500. <laughs> at this rate, I don't know if we're giving away a double E jersey. Um, maybe next year may, well maybe <laughs> next year but next year could be next month oh. realistically <laughs> so um yeah so everybody while you're listening shotgun sports <laughs> network with uh, ltd at shotgun sports network ltd yeah. on youtube uh please go find us go hit subscribe ryan messer up here on mm -hmm. the topic of community engagement i don't see a change in that community engagement is a major business decision it is a tax write-off and it brings positive publicity to the organization no-brainer yes. very good point because you see teams such as the edmonton oilers with their charity foundation mm -hmm. they do amazing things in the community obviously they make a lot of money over there um they they distribute it to the less fortunate and the stallery and ronald mcdonald house and all of these charities like organizations should be really mm -hmm. a little bit of philanthropy goes a long, long way tracy ham and eggs uh, happy holidays to you too, <laughs> Tracy Hammonags. Uh, Garrick loves Edmonton. Damon Allen seems pretty excited about it. Yes, Ray and Betty talk sports. Um, yes. so Garrett, yeah, exactly. They got Damon Allen on that you know, committee. You know what? I think that would be best case scenario, yeah, for private ownership. If they go to athletes, athlete, you know, owned 
team, really. It's like you say, they know they have blood green and gold. They know exactly what needs to be done to um, bring glory <laughs> to the new days. And really, there's something to say for um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, your your interest, right? And the best interest of the the fans and the team. If you have uh, a larger ownership group of CEOs and businessmen that really, truly only have the best interest of making more money, then things like community engagement will suffer. You yeah. will see prices go up. You will see uh, concessions go up. And it's going to be a big, big change. I mean, we saw that with Rogers when it came to Edmonton a little bit, that there was a different structure in the way that things were done, which yeah. is understandable because it's just who owns the team. Yeah. That being said, you know, this is taking it away from sports, but way away from sports. But one of the recent news out there is this group. And I saw it in Sherwood Park and it was a pharmacist, uh, pharmacist owned pharmacy. Interesting. Right. And that just, it's, it's that kind of sense that when you have been in it and then suddenly you work with the community and have the best interests of the people and the fans. And, you know, that's, that's something to say. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yep. You know, former alumni owned <laughs> Edmonton Alex. That'd be great. Well, and really, what did we, what did I say on that city, city news feature? Our good friend, Adam over at city news, <laughs> he interviewed me and asked, you know, what do, what do you want to see in an ownership group? The fans just want to see an ownership group that cares. You're not going to find a bigger group of people or a better group of people anyways, a better mm -hmm. group of people that care about this team than players that used to play for this team. Mm -hmm. It's uh, alumni. Mm -hmm. Even Dave Jameson, you can hear it in his voice and <laughs> see it in on his face. You can picture it. He loves the green and gold. He loves the Edmonton Elks. As we say, it's the first, first word that means the most Edmonton. Um, so now speaking of Edmonton, 2024 is going to be coming up. John Kirby in the herd chat, blowing it up. Question, who do you think our season home opener opponent will be? Very good question. Traditionally, I believe that we've seen Edmonton Elks versus uh, Eskimos then versus Red Blacks. I've seen that as an opener. I think we've seen Winnipeg. Uh, who was it this year that was our opener? What was <laughs> I can't that? remember. Jesus, I'm bad with that. Wasn't it wasn't okay, DC? So traditionally, who decides? What decides the schedule? Is <clears throat> it is it a lottery? Is it let's just pick some names over here and see who goes first? Or like who decides? Well, the C what that the, looks like? the CFL does. One of the mm -hmm. biggest matchups will be the season opener between the defending Grey Cup champ and the runner-up. Mm -hmm. So the they do the Grey Cup rematch right. for the season opener. They didn't do that this year. Hmm. They did not do that. So that was very, very interesting. Is it just, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know who, I mean, Tracy Hamanag's here. I think it was, the Riders. it was the yes. Riders. Yeah, it was Saskatchewan because that was the biggest game, June 11th. Right. Yes, it was Saskatchewan Rough Riders, June 11th. And we absolutely flopped. <laughs> Is it was a really rough game, so it uh, yeah, I I don't think we will be squaring off against the Riders for first game. 
Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know why. In my head, it was just Hamilton. <laughs> you know what? That's very interesting. I was also going to say that's the one team that I thought that we were going to square off against. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because of the Trey Ford hype. They may do that for, for the Trey Ford hype. Um, a bit of that connection. It also depends on what the other stadium schedules are as well. Yeah. So if there's events that are happening at Commonwealth Stadium at around that time, we can even have our home opener delayed by two to three weeks. Right. So it will be very, very interesting to see. I want our home opener to be the Atlantic <laughs> Schooners. Comment of the day so far. I love that. Ray and Benny, it feels like CFL schedule makers get drunk and throw yeah. darts. <laughs> you know Clown what? show. Love <laughs> that's, it. That's what I was going to say. What I picture is just a whole bunch of, you know, grown as men, an older man just sitting in a room with a board kind of like fantasy style, right? And being like, okay, who's going to go over there? Yeah. <laughs> you know. I want I want I want, th I want this one. <laughs> oh, no, I ended up getting another Thursday night shoot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but either way, hopefully the schedule is out first. I know John has mentioned it in social media that, you know, it was a couple today. of days ago or something today. Yeah, well, yeah. Last year. Yep. Last the year schedule today. was out. So hopefully we see it here right away because we need to start planning. Well, exactly. <laughs> we, we talked about this, I believe, last episode mm -hmm. or the episode before. We all have lives. We all kind of build our lives around the CFL schedule. We're already, we're already getting close to January. It's already 2024, right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to plan my weekends. I need to. <laughs> yeah, no. Now, I got a question. What games are worse? I, I think I already know the answer. But no, what game would you rather go to? Let's do this. Because if you're going to pick between Thursday and Sunday, I know that everybody's saying that Thursday is worse. Yes. Everybody but. The Thursday games are an absolute drag. I think we know that. I mean, Sunday games would be bad if they were at like 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. But we don't usually see that. If there's a Sunday no. game, the latest that you'll see it is 5 p.m., which, you know, you still have the chance to go home and kind of relax a little bit before getting ready for Monday. But a Thursday night, which is usually at 7 p.m., you're not home until like 10.30. It just feels like you, at that point you should just take the Friday off because what is the point? Well, <laughs> yeah. Now, on a Sunday, though, you can make the exact same argument. No, but like that, my argument is the time. Yeah. Say if you can't have a Thursday 5 p.m. game because people might not make it. People are still at work. You know, they're not going to rush out of work to go feed their kids and no. then still make it to the game. So they have to make it in the evening at yeah. 7 p.m. Sundays, you won't see a 7 p.m. Sunday game. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. But it's usually earlier in the day, 2 it's usually p.m., 5 p.m., and that's not bad. So my issue is the time. Thursday night, absolutely horrible. Yeah, and Tracy having eggs uh, made a very good point. I take my 10-year-old, so earlier games mm -hmm. are better for me. Yeah, and earlier games, the 5 p.m. games are really good. That's kind of where we want to be. Uh, 5 p.m. games are good. I also like a 2 p.m. matinee. I oh, love 2 p.m. Sure. games. You get the rest of your night after, and it's... <laughs> you get you get, the time, you get the chance to go home and sober up. <laughs> or or celebrate a little bit more depending on what year edition of the double e we're talking about probably but. no but now those two those 
2 p.m. games were great. I mean, we always had a grand time. I think the last time that we did, we were, um, uh, we had a breakfast tailgate, right? We did breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. So, the <laughs> and speaking of tailgate, we're going to mention this in the Edmonton sports update, but this weekend, this weekend, no, next week. No, it's this yeah, weekend. It's this, this week. It's this yeah. weekend. It's this weekend. Yeah. The 17th. I don't know why I keep on screwing up this date, but <laughs> the 17th, 3 to 5 p.m. I got the times right. There's going to be a tailgate down at lot A. And we won't be able to cook, but we're all going to hang out and get that warm, fuzzy feeling of being with our double E fans. So definitely it's Edmonton supposed to outside, be a nice yeah. weekend. So, I mean, it's not like. Well, we just had plus nine today <laughs> in the city of Edmonton, plus nine in the middle of December. It is so the most unseasonal weather crazy. we've ever had. Crazy. Yes. And uh, John, yes, we do have that coming. Uh, the uh, Edmonton Sports Update. Of course, we're talking Oil Kings. What is BC doing uh, to accommodate families? Uh, oh, that's what BC is doing. They're accommodating families with early games on weekends. Uh, they had more 2 p.m. games. Why can't we do that? The reason, once again, is our stadium scheduling. And then, of course, the CFL and mm, I want right. to say TSN also has a bit of a say in it because TSN has a lot of other programming. Mm -hmm. They're almost like ESPN with eight channels or 11 channels or 12 channels or whatever. We have TSN with five channels. Sure, they slot in stuff wherever they like, but depending on if they have another game in the afternoon that they want to do, or if there's an event, or if somebody has to move in a concert into a building, there's so many factors that determine that schedule. BC realistically has very little say, and this is something that Victor Quee had mentioned a while ago. Yeah. On scheduling, the team has very little to no say. So this is all stuff that comes from the CFL, in conjunction with the stadiums. Mother Nature is drunk. Yes, with this plus nine weather. Uh, yes, Mother Nature is drunk. That was too I good mean, not to I'll read take, I'll take a drunk and Mother Nature over, you know, a cold, frigid yeah. witch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and if you're just tuning in, uh, just to let you know, obviously everything says interview with Jake Taylor. Unfortunately, he's not able to make it at this time. We're hoping that he shows up before the end of the episode. Because we got a, we got a good interview. If not, we'll obviously have Jake Taylor on the episode again. So if not, you, you get stuck with us. You get stuck with us, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, favorite game. Everybody, let's talk about our favorite game. Now, we do know that there is a Winnipeg fan or two in the <laughs> chat. Tell That's us about count. your favorite game, even if it was against the Edmonton Elks. Um which I would say my favorite Edmonton Elks and Winnipeg game was that one where we almost won. And I tweeted uh, a holy you-know-what. That was and a wild game. And then we lost. We were ahead by like 22 to start. And then I went, Pum. And then we had the worst upset in the world. Which one? Was it that one? That we were we were ahead by like 22 Oh, points, yeah, yeah. No, we, start, we, we started. We completely flopped. <laughs> immediately, we started with uh, three touchdowns, two, two or three touchdowns, and then I went, so. Yeah, no, I would say that for me, my favorite game was, of course, that 
August, was it August? Faithful August night oh, oh, against the, the Ottawa Red Blacks. Oh, and yes. it was our first home win after 22 home games, I think that's what it was. Something like that. And the reason why, I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but because I've mentioned it before, but that was truly my first home win. I had never seen a home win in the couple of years that ha I have now been going to Edmonton Alex games. So it was a very different experience for me because I didn't know what to expect. Right. I, I all I've known yeah. is disappointment. All I've known is just the regular sounds of the stadium that you just hear. I mean, it's, it's always the same story when you walk away out of there, right? People are complaining. People are disappointed. They're swearing. They're throwing things. Nobody's happy. And I remember turning around and just seeing, like, holy, I have never heard this place so loud. And, yeah, it was a very, uh, it was a very different experience. So that was, that was really nice to see. I mean, this guy was crying. Um, people were crying. <laughs> well, and so to put this into perspective for our viewers as well, the Edmonton Elks, Eskimos at the time, 2019, defeated the BC Lions. Mike Riley went down. Danny O'Brien came in. And it was a it was a beautiful October night. And we we won. And I think I don't like I think that was our last win. That was the last game of the season for us before we went to playoffs. Trevor Harris uh was our quarterback at the time. And I was there at that game. 2021, uh, 2020, we had nothing. 2021, we came back. We got made it back into the stadium. You were there, right? right? Yeah, for there the for very those. first game back yes. with Clint, mm -hmm. with our friend in Section X. And that is, like, you had been back in the, like, you were, the, you were there for the first loss, home loss in a row. And then you made it all the way to the yeah. end. And you were at, I would say, around 80 to 90% of those games in the 2020, uh, 22 game home losing streak. Mm -hmm. Wild. Yeah. So well, you I had guess. to you had to deal with over 20 games or like 18 to 20 games where you watched those it was in 22. person. 22, I looked it up. No, but <laughs> no, but what you <laughs> oh, went to I actually yes. went to because I went with Kyle yes. Hibbs and I went with Very other people. True. So you went to like somewhere between yeah. 18 and 22 games. Very true. I experienced a lot of losses. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot of losses. So yeah, it was it was a wild experience. I mean, it was it was completely different. So I will remember that one for sure. That was definitely my favorite, and it's mostly because I didn't know better. I I didn't know what to expect when we were about to win. And I'm like, what's gonna happen? Like, what do I do? Yeah. What do we do in this situation? What do we do when we win? <laughs> Well, and after after so many years of me walking into <laughs> through gate gate nine gate thirteen for life walking in through gate 13 and being so cocky about the Edmonton Eskimos being <laughs> so great. And then 2021 rolls around and that first season that you go winless, you're like, what, what just happened? What just happened? I re remember how upset I was. Oh, I think I we know. went to the bar after oh, and I, I sat there and we oh. were with our friends and I just sulked at a table. Yeah, I know. We were trying, we were having a good time. We were dancing, and this guy's just sitting over there at the table, just like this. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I got some free shots out of out of blowing my horn and the siren going off and everything else. And 
That was all right, sure. Um, but then the second year in a row, yeah, like you didn't even think that it was possible to go winless at home. Well, for one when, season, that's when everybody started making, um, you know, like what, what, what was it? Was it the team? Is it because it's a new team? They were looking for excuses, like constant yeah. role of excuses of why you know new precedent, new this. It's the name change. Is this and that, right? Because. You always have to look for somebody to blame when you're going two seasons oh. in a row with absolutely no home wins. Absolutely horrible. Um, in the herd chat, Ray and Benny, they loved that game because Drew Brown came in, Claros got injured, we lost our composure, everything fall, fell apart. I don't so. know. Like, I mean, that's something to say. I figure that usually when something like that happens, you know, with say Kalaros getting injured it would have been the other way around and we could have taken advantage of that and even performed better but yeah. yet it went the the other way oh look at that and speaking of stadium stuff ryan messer in here in the herd chat they should go the arthur blank crew two dollar sodas hot dogs hamburgers five dollar drafts that will help brings, oh, bring bring yeah. fans to the stands the five dollar menu and ryan messer knows about this because he's he, I, he's close to Atlanta. Where is it? Uh, I believe it's Atlanta where they have the killer deals. I want to say it's Atlanta where they have a five dollar menu. And we have a five dollar. We have at at the Edmonton Stingers games. They right. have a five dollar menu. Stingers, the Edmonton do. Elks do not have right. a five dollar menu. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen two dollar anything. No anywhere no that, that's wild yeah so i mean edmonton stingers have a five dollar menu i believe so there's yeah they I, have I they like so. they have I a killer so. it was, i think it was just yeah like pizza you get a slice of pizza and like a drink or something yeah like that. but still i mean when you're when you're going to a lot of these games with kids and you know you already have to pay for the entrance fees and then you're looking mm -hmm. at 20 dollars for each kid to get them a slice of pizza and a drink and then suddenly it's a 300 dollar ordeal yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts so i mean that's that that'd be something i mean i i really I really don't know how that would go. I don't know how you make something like that affordable at an at a stadium. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah. See, Mercedes Benz Stadium, home of the Falcons. There it is, <laughs> Ryan Messer. Thank you so much. By the way, shout out to Ryan Messer, our guy down at Shotgun Sports USA. He just came out with Off the Reins podcast. Uh, his guest was from another Birmingham Stallions uh, group, actually, I believe the Facebook group, one of the biggest ones out there. So really good podcast. Go check it out, everybody. It's actually on Shotgun Sports Network. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually go see the latest podcast that's on the network. So uh, yeah. off the reins, brand new USFL, Birmingham Stallions. <laughs> Got a little code for you later on in the episode if you know anything about this show. So um Okay, so you have one transaction we talked about uh, at Jampong last week. Yeah, no, well, no, that actually happened the day after. The, so. Oh, was it? Yeah, the, that was right after episode, that was the day after that we signed national defensive lineman Sam Ajampong. And, of course, we also signed American wide receiver Arlen Bruce the fourth. The fourth. 
we're not going to get into the controversial side of this. Actually, you know what? We can because Jake Taylor is uh, not on listen, the show. Yeah. <laughs> so Jake Taylor's not on the show. Generally, if we have a player on, we can't talk about controversial subjects due to us being amicable with the Edmonton Elks and not wanting to disrespect anything. However, quick little fan pre-fan forum here. Um little quick pre-fan form and then we're going to get into these comments in the herd chat uh yes john kirby we will get to that one um we are in the works of that we'll get into a couple more of these comments but let's talk about this for a minute arlen bruce the fourth by the way shout out to arlen bruce the third who is friend of the herd friend of the elks herd great guy uh also a good friend of g roy because they used to play together so his son arlen bruce the fourth was signed with mm -hmm. the edmonton elks However, it was determined that he, like, I mean, he got suspended or, yeah, I believe he got suspended. He got some pretty heavy repercussions for betting on his own team. They didn't say what the bet was. They didn't say he was betting against his own team. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't betting on his team to lose yeah, and completely, you know, uh, rigging it or flopping, right. sandbagging, whatever the term is you want, right. fixing. I don't believe he was fixing, but he was betting was just... on his own team. So he got busted for that. And now we have, we have, I'll, 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 I'll do this. I don't like talking about other people's Twitter accounts, an account called Roar Report saying the Edmonton Elks need to fold now. That's garbage. I don't believe in that. I just, <laughs> you don't need to fold because you signed somebody in a second chance scenario. But what do you think? Like, is this a, actually a bad signing from the Edmonton Elks, or? Um, I don't know. I don't know much about that. Okay. I, I really, okay. I wasn't aware of a lot of those. I mean, I kind of heard a little bit about it through Twitter. Acts for, for some, you know, just, If you want some context yeah. on this, like, let's say with an NFL scenario, there was a player, uh, a couple of players mm -hmm. over the years that have been suspended mm -hmm. for betting on on a on their team or or even then um i believe there was one or two instances of betting on their own team but most of the time it's just betting on nfl in general right which you're not allowed to do there's very heavy ndas with sports teams mm -hmm. so in some cases you can't play fantasy you can't yeah. do certain things even innocently right so with arlen bruce the fourth it wasn't determined that he was betting against his own team for it, it said betting for betting oh, okay. on betting on okay so there's props there's prop bets all within that there's so right. many things all within that mm. um description right betting on so yeah i don't know i mean i feel like that could be a little on the iffy side i mean what, what, what was it that show the show that we watch on netflix I think uh, on i'm told i'm told right with that donahue with so yeah the many, tim donahue like all the basketball yeah you know scandals on betting and yeah rigging the the games and all of that right so i mean not not to dramatize it or anything <laughs> like that right like who's to say that something like that wouldn't be happening um so i think it's smart to have ndas and have regulatory statutes or whatever right. around betting for the teams that you 
play for or within the same team, right? Because there could be a lot of really weird things that could be happening there behind the scenes that could look bad for the team. Totally. Right? So, whereas this is a bad signing, I don't know because I don't know how... um, I don't know the extent of it. Like right. I don't know enough details. Was it just like a friendly? It just says no. It just says betting. No, yeah, no, there's not it's, enough it's, information. It's, yeah, right? but it's using using a website to bet. The yeah. NDA just clearly states you're not allowed to use anything to bet on any team. Yeah. So therefore, if you're betting on your team, which betting on your team is like a yep. double X, it's not yeah. a good one. So, but that that being said, I have no issues. I think the CFL is a second chance league. So you have Chad Kelly's, you have Johnny Manziel's, you have these players that are literally looking for a second chance. They obviously can't play in the NFL anymore. Who are we to defer? Who are we to decline? Who are we to not give? Somebody who could be an exceptional player. Great case, Adarius Bowman. A Darius Bowman, he ran into a little bit of trouble down south. He was in the NFL. Uh, I think he was at least trying out for the NFL. Ran into some trouble. Um, it was either that or else in college, but he was mm-hmm. he, he almost had a great opportunity. He had to come up to Canada to play. Right. And he flourished, of course, with Mike, Michael Riley <laughs> throwing the ball. He flourished, but a Darius Bowman made himself a great professional career. Now he has bow training down in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Used to live in Chappelle area. Um, great community guy. Everything else. Great story of a second chance. I do not believe that we should be any sort of organization or league to decline the second chance, unless it's like, yeah, okay, this guy murdered somebody. Um, <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah, no, there's levels. There's levels. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of other things besides that, right? Yeah. And we could go into the legal book or whatever, but betting on your team. Um, years ago, it's something that happened years ago. We should be able to give this guy a second chance. Oh, so it, it's not recent. No, it happened in college. Oh. He's a professional now. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes... Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if this happened like last year or something, oh, like way that, different. Right? And it's... even then, in the NFL, you would get suspended for that. Right. So there's a lot of worse things that happen. Like, oh, dom- gosh, yeah. domestic it's... assault is happening in the NFL. All sorts oh, of stuff, and it happened. DUIs happen in the CFL. It's yeah, we've there's seen all that. sorts we've of stuff that, that, that happens. You know, players can't necessarily go down to the U.S. or go back to the U.S. because they have some, you know, well, or they or they could get de- or they could get deported. <laughs> they really. could get deported. So no, that that makes a world of difference. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in college, you do a lot of stupid stuff, right? It's not like I don't want to make excuses, but at the same time, it's like okay, so if this happened a few years ago and he's shown that he understands the rules and he yeah. understands, you know, what he probably shouldn't be doing, then if it's a good player, go for it, right? That that just completely changed it for me. So yeah, no. Yeah. Let's let's give him a second chance. And I mean nowadays you see it with the NHL too. Like how many how many games was that kid suspended for? For betting, uh, and it wasn't even betting in the same sport. Well, exa- exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yet, let's make Bet Three Six Five the sponsor for the side of our whatever, right? Or, or you know, for any NHL team, um, 
yeah, bet three six five, I yeah. think, or something like that, was actually on the uh, side of the helmet. So yeah, like, listen, none of you can bet on anything, but we're yeah. gonna be your sponsors. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it, it that is absolutely ridiculous, and I think what I do find interesting is that pro teams have avoided Vegas for so long, and yet here we are now. All of the protein conversation for another time. I think that we have a fan forum to open up, yeah, Catherine. Let's do that. Let's do a holidays fan forum, ladies and gentlemen. This segment is called the fan forum, where we usually talk about sports and hot topics surrounding the CFL and the Edmonton Elks and the sports world as a whole. But today, we're going to ask one question and we need some help from the herd chat. Baby, overscope. <laughs> for this one blow up the herd chat so we can get your opinion on the show uh so here we go we're in the middle of december which is known as the holiday season for many people around the world on tv you'll find a <laughs> number of christmas specials and movies what is the ultimate christmas movie or a movie that you have to watch Every year. I'm not big on Christmas movies. And you know this. You know this. I think it was last year that we finally sat down and watched the, what was it, Santa Clauses? All the Santa yeah, Clauses movies. Did, yeah. that, that you forced me to watch yeah. film. And I was like, oh, this is not bad. But, uh, you know, I come from a very religious background. I come from Mexico. And Christmas is a completely different beast. Yeah. And, uh so we didn't watch a lot of Christmas movies, but I would like to say that if there is one that reminds me that for me is more of a Christmas movie and I like to watch it right on the cusp, like in the middle of is the nightmare before Christmas, because I absolutely yeah. love Tim Burton and you know, I love Halloween and I like Christmas and that's like a combination of both. And that is the one movie that for me is Christmas. And for me, I have to watch every year. So yeah weird but i really truly don't know a lot of christmas movies <laughs> that's not good we need to watch more christmas movies apparently a uh that might be a that might be a me problem john kirby in the herd chat a christmas story that is a classic absolute classic with the scrooge um ryan messer die hard so what is that a that's the debate is die hard a christmas is movie? die hard <laughs> a christmas movie i don't know i think so i believe it is in I my opinion it is i mean people make ornaments out of it so oh sorry i would <laughs> so a christmas story i was thinking a christmas carol isn't oh, that a christmas carol i have no idea you're asking me and i don't that's know right. you don't movies. know christmas movies what am i thinking <laughs> um Mine is The Grinch. Oh, The Grinch. The Grinch is a really good Christmas movie. I think that, yes, that is a really, really good list. Uh, good watch, sorry. A really, really good watch. Yeah. Um, the Like, I think Jim Carrey brought The Grinch to life in that one. And for kids, too. Kids could watch it. It's a really, really watchable, watchable one. Mm-hmm. Very true. Now I want to watch Cat in the Hat because that was a really good one with Michael Myers as well. Is, um, that, a, is that a Christmas movie? It's not a Christmas uh, movie, though. Can, That's we, the can thing. you make it a Christmas movie? You can't. <laughs> um, mine would be Christmas Vacation, National Lampoons. Right. We're gonna, we're probably going to watch it this weekend. 
maybe a Saturday with some Chinese food. You or know, something I'm not like a big that. fan of Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah, I've heard that before. People really don't like him, <laughs> and he is a bit of an a hole in real yeah. life. That is a that is a very well known fact, but mm -hmm. still a classic movie. Jelly of the Month Club. I, I made that joke at my old employers there uh, when I missed my, like, we didn't get a company bo a Christmas bonus. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and then they're like, here, do you want, uh, do you yeah. want uh, this, this turkey card here? And I was like, okay. oh, at least it's not the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> Merry Friggin' Christmas, starring Robin Williams and Joel McHale. Classic 41 games. What is 41 games? What is 41 games? We're going to look that up. I was like, just watch. It's not even anywhere close to a Christmas movie. And they just tricked us into watching something. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I like it. We'll Google it first. Oh, we'll have to. Yeah. Um, unless yeah, unless Ray and Benny is just a little bit hot behind <laughs> on here. But uh, I don't think so. Okay. Obvious Christmas party. <laughs> nice. I like that John Kirby is blowing up the herd chat tonight it. with Christmas movies for Catherine to watch. <laughs> Because Catherine does not watch Christmas movies. Is what is The Office movie? Christmas? Is that is that newer? Is that I is, think so, yeah. Is in, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Aniston in it. I think so. It's something Maybe. along those lines. Violent I, Night. That sounds great. Yeah, that'd be up your alley. All right. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, up now, if we scroll way on back, there were a couple of... Yeah, so John Kirby, World Junior, U-20, World Championships. We'll quickly bring that up. Uh, we are currently in conversations with our good friends over at Football Alberta. We may be making a media appearance for that one. Mm -hmm. Goat support, Team Canada, team, uh, team USA will be there. Team Mexico will be there. They're going to have a Team Asia. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a couple of uh, regional regional teams that they pick as well. I want to say there's going to be eight, maybe between eight and ten teams. I don't know the 100% specifics on it, but it is going to be down at Commonwealth Stadium. It's going to be a massive event. We mm -hmm. definitely hope that we see everybody down there. And, of course, it's a junior event, so don't expect tickets to be crazy, crazy expensive mm -hmm. at all. It's going to be, you know, 10 to 20, probably around 20 to 25 bucks a ticket. I don't see it being $30 a ticket, so... Excuse me. We'll definitely keep everybody posted. Mm -hmm. As time goes on, we'll keep everybody posted on what we're looking at there. Um, but it's going to be absolutely massive. We're also hearing that there's going to be a week-long party to go along with it. Ooh. So just like the Grey Cup, they're going to have concerts. They're going to have all sorts of stuff. I think they might even be shutting down a street or two to put on a bit of a festival. Cool. So once again, don't have the 100% specifics on it. Don't have the details, the fine details, but we do know that a massive party is coming June uh, 20th to 30th. You said mm -hmm. June yeah. 20th to yeah. 30th. 20th to 30th. John Kirby has those deets. That's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Better chance of those Arthur Blank Atlanta uh, prices yep. with private Just... ownership. Yeah, yeah. And then. Yeah, so this is when the boys were talking, uh, Ryan Messer and then Ray and Benny, they were uh, talking about how they have that $5 menu out in Atlanta. Right. I really wish that we could see something like that. Private ownership makes something like that a lot more obtainable. Yeah, you know what? That's that's true. Yeah, so, I mean, massive. like Ryan says here, they will put it in the contracts with third-party 
foot vendors yeah. that they cannot charge more than what they charge outside of the stadium. Beautiful. So yeah. at least, I mean, there's no markup, but no. Yeah. Well, and then uh, potentially we may see, it'd be interesting, right? Because we may see something like that, but the stadium would have to sell as well. And there's services attached to the stadium. There's city of Edmonton contracts with Western food. So Ray, our, our co-host, is in Violent Night. That's nice. Cool. Well, that's good to know. That's right, Violent Night. <laughs> no way. We'll have to uh, we'll have to watch it. And no way. We'll May have to keep an eye on it for Ray for that. Maybe that's what we're watching right after this. Uh, uh, but yes, I mean that's uh, bringing that back. Um, you know, with the football game tournament and all of the concerts. That's a really good point that John brings up, that there might not be a lot of games in the summer at home. There's a lot of activity. Well, I we're still going to get the same amount of home games. In the summer, though, yeah. probably not. We're going to see more than likely a backloaded fall schedule. Right. We're going to have a very busy October. Expect to see two to three games in a row in either October or September. More than likely October. Because I know that's ACDC likes coming to Commonwealth Stadium <laughs> around September 20th. That's their favorite time to come to Commonwealth Stadium. Right in the fall. I know it. They do it often and as listen, in every four to five years. Listen, my friends. I'm going to tell you a little story of what happened last year. Uh, Mr. You know, manifestation over here decided that he was going to manifest ACDC coming into the stadium last year. So he put it in my calendar in my big calendar that I have, that I keep ACDC concert here. And I think it was October of last year and it did not happen. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. Um, Yes, hopefully we see, uh, I don't know, could we have earlier games too, instead of them being moved to, like, the fall? Oh, uh, I didn't, no, what do you mean, like, deferred games, or? No, no, just earlier, start the season earlier, instead. No, yeah. it will probably start around the same time, yeah. July 11th. Yes, okay, so getting back to that one, uh, one piece there, uh, sorry, 41 <laughs> games was the amount suspended for gambling thank you we're out here thinking that it's a christmas movie and like 41 games like <laughs> it's not 25 games which you would assume for a christmas movie that sounds for... like a weird christmas movie i'm sorry that's that sounds like you know what's those movies saw i want to play 41 <laughs> games and then john kirby biggest commonwealth stadium insider i thought we were big this guy or even then, just concert and event insider. ACDC's not touring North America until 2025. John, I'm going to have to get your connections because I've been looking for information and nothing. Suspend Connor McDavid. He's in a gambling commercial. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, much love for Edmonton's Edmonton star player. No, we're nothing without Connor McDavid. Edmonton is well, nothing no, without Connor McDavid. Ah! I mean, that's not fair. That's not fair. There's tons of really good players in that. But uh, at the same Dry time, Saddle, yeah. at the same time you know, it's the hype. It's yeah. the hype. The, the hype in Edmonton is not the same without Connor McDavid. That being said, I know that we had one question all the way right at the beginning of the uh, episode by Ray and Benny um, about the Oilers. Talking about the Oilers here really quickly. Is this Oilers roster as is a playoff team? That's cool. Um, I think so. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say because we had the exact same team last year and they went to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So 
with that being said, you know, we were in a crazy streak. Like, what is it? Eight games. So anything is possible. They probably just, you know, needed a little bit of chemistry. They made some changes then they made them back. Uh, now they're playing with the original lineups that they had last year, you know, the 7-11 or whatever, the 11-7, 11 and 7. So but they were doing that at the beginning of the year as well. Yeah. It's it's interesting, right? I don't think that the playoff team ever left. No. It, we it were talking about it on the show earlier this season, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, things were very negative at that point. Now, going forward, things look a lot more positive for this team. Mm -hmm. They were kind of stuck in that fishbowl of, you know, the, the, the media here in Edmonton loves to eat the Edmonton Oilers alive. Well, it's just that, that hype. Right, that I was yeah. talking about that the hype that Connor McDavid had, the hype that the entire team had. Yeah, it, it, that, that can get to people's heads a little bit. Maybe they came in a little overconfident, maybe they just needed to find that chemistry back. And you know, sometimes that's all it takes. But uh, we were a playoff contender last year. There is no reason why they can't be a playoff contender this year as well. Well, they had, like I said, the Edmonton Oilers came in as a playoff contender, like mm -hmm. you like you just said, mm -hmm. uh, literally. And yeah, the hype, the hype was pretty extreme here in Edmonton, but that's on the media. None of that's on the team. Yeah. It, it, it's a little bit on the media for kind of fishbowling the team. And then, of course, everybody tunes in and you see a lot of that negative stuff, all the negative opinions. I'll never agree with putting down people. Mm -hmm. like these are all people at the end of the day. I think that's something that we forget about. The Edmonton Oilers are <clears throat> an organization of people that go to work every day. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes to work every, every day. Everybody just goes and does their job. Sure, you try to do your job the best that you possibly can. That doesn't mean that a player is not trying on the ice or a player doesn't care or whatever. Right. No, it's, yeah. it's once again, it's a media uh, mis misconception, misperception. So yeah. I think sometimes, and even with the Jay Woodcroft firing, right, uh, that was a massive deal. There was a lot of fans that were really upset to see Woodcroft mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. Who knows what would have happened had Woodcroft stayed. We have no idea well, at all. Well, it's another, you know, McAdoo situation, right? When we, when the Edmonton Elks got rid of McAdoo. And not saying that Woodcroft was the problem, but you don't know what was happening behind the scenes that could have affected that, right? And, and you don't know if that was the right decision for the right reasons or that was just a uh, kind of like a scapegoat of sorts right with the McAdoo situation is a little bit different because there were clear signs that he was not the right person for the job but it's right but that... that went back to last year with Jay Woodcrofts mm -hmm. he proved that he was the right person for the job it's just that things just weren't clicking the, the way that they should have and well, looking but, at it but my point is that you know as soon as he left the team got better. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of my, but that's also like, it's like pulling the goalie. And yeah. I think that's what you're going for. Right. Mm -hmm. It's that yeah. you shock the system and then yeah. people wake up and even then, right. Things kind of, uh, things didn't instantly snap and away you go. However, the Edmonton Oilers right now are on an eight game win streak going for a franchise tying nine. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So pro props to the Edmonton Oilers for doing it. We're, um, we're doing it. They're, they're doing it. They're doing it. I'm excited. 
John Kirby and the Herd Chat. I have no connections. ACDC is touring overseas first. So thanks, man. I'm going to look that up ASAP because, like, I, I need to see ACDC sooner than later. This is just getting ridiculous. I miss going to ACDC concerts. I've only ever been to two in my in the last 10 years. But I'd like a third. So we could get all oh, look at look at John Kirby. We could get Bill Belichick. He's going to be fired up to the season. So bring him on as the Elks coach. The CFL operations cap is going <laughs> to yeah. hamstring yeah. us on that one, my friend. Oh. Uh, Ryan Messer, Wings will make the playoffs again for the first time since Scouts Leaps relieved us from Babcock in 2017. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. The, the the Detroit Red Wings look superb right now. The Leafs, they're kind of middle of the pack, middle of the road. They're, they started strong. and then They yeah. started strong. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Um, bigger news though, we have an Edmonton mm-hmm. sports update. Today's Edmonton sports update is brought to you by Hurdies. Hurdies would like to wish everyone a safe and happy holidays full of smoked meats and new barbecues. Hurdies. We smoke the meats. The Edmonton Oilers are looking to tie a franchise record with nine straight wins with a game against Tampa Bay on Thursday. The oil wraps up the homestand at Rogers Place with a game against the Florida Panthers on Saturday. And the Spruce Grove Saints finish out their pre-Christmas schedule with a three-game road trip. The first game being in Sherwood Park against the Crusaders on Saturday. And the Crusaders play their final pre-Christmas game on Sunday afternoon, hosting the Drayton Valley Thunder. Ugly Christmas sweaters and a post-skate are the scheduled festivities. And the Edmonton Oil Kings play Friday, hosting Swift Kern, and Sunday, hosting the Connor Bedard-less Regina Pats. That will be the last time the Oil Kings are on home ice until January 11th. And the Real Canadian Wrestling, Real Canadian Wrestling, finish off their 20th year of of operation. 20 years in business. Good for you, RCW. (laughs) They finish up their 20th year of operations with Holiday Havoc on Friday. And Edmonton Elks fans will be rounding up the herd at Commonwealth Stadium for a soft tailgate. Find some great fans and fun in Lot A on December 17th between... 3 and 5 p.m. Mountain. We're the Elks Herd, and you're up to date. Dang, RCW, good for them. Do you realize how hard it is to be a wrestling federation and to stay alive? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I really, truly had not heard of them. Well, so (laughs) our good friend Spencer Love over at the Sherd Parker Saders, shout out to Len for giving you Mm -hmm. this Edmonton sports update. Len, probably one of the biggest additions to shotgun sports. Big shout out to Len. Uh, We really appreciate you for making sure that our viewers and our listeners get a lot more than oil. So that's really cool. We really, really appreciate that. Um, And then, yeah, Spencer love, love pro wrestling in Edmonton. Rec Room South. 
they do the thing down there once a month, Rec Room South. Mm. It's a great show. It's a great time. Uh, we we hear the stories. We see the following growing like crazy. Their media is great over there. And Spencer's a heck of a promoter. So Yeah. And John here with the inside gear information. Yeah. <laughs> Truly appreciated. On January 21st, wrestling will take over the Edmonton Oil Kings free game and intermissions featuring Edmonton's love. Exactly. Wrestling. So uh like the oil rumble, yeah. I wanna say. That's Not the Royal cool. Rumble, but the yeah, Oil what? Rumble. We should go. We should go to that one. That'd be really cool. Oh, you bring the boys. Yes. Damn. They would love that. Shout out to Ray and Benny for the shout out to the Get Lit Sweater. We uh -huh. appreciate you. We appreciate it. And then, yeah, Macadone offense. That yes. is indeed the Macadone offense uh, that we don't have to see anymore. 2024, the future is bright. Trey Ford gets a real offseason at starter. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be wild. That is. Do we have any word on uh, Jake? No. Nothing, eh? No. Well, we hope whatever's going on with Jake Taylor, we hope that he's doing well. <laughs> That's for darn sure, because, yeah, poor guy. So, moving right along, our affiliates. Mm -hmm. uh, Royal Retros Code Stampede, 10% off for Royal Retros. Uh, yeah, the link is in the description. Go get yourself an awesome throwback. Code Stampede royalretros.com uh starting 2024 we're gonna have some new codes so stay tuned for that that's gonna be in season two of the elks call and then fanatics we've actually teamed up with fanatics i believe we have the link in the description uh head on over to fanatics to go get some of that fine sports gear for all of your favorite nfl nhl mlb teams they they have it all. And mm -hmm. NFL is a big one. It, mm -hmm. it is NFL season. Yeah. Boxing Day sales are going to happen. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. Uh, Things Engraved, the official merchandise supplier of Shotgun Sports and the Elks Herd. Hoping for Boxing Day sales over there as well. <laughs> Tis the season. Everybody's the done season. their Christmas shopping. We can't convince you to do your Christmas shopping anymore. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Lather. Lather. I'm getting sweaty. I'm going to need a shower and I'm going to be using <laughs> Lather. Uh, I'm going to be heading over to Lather using code Shotgun Sports 15 to get some of that Canadian soap L A T H R. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, thank you. And I mean, this is where we would usually have, you know, our guest interview, but. Unfortunately, we're sans guests. So if you guys have any questions, this is this is the time. I mean, we do have a question here from John, which is great. Uh, awesome what question. new merchandise do you want to see the Elks come out with in 2024? That is a killer, killer question. What new merchandise? So I think that the hats could be better. However, I did also go down and I saw that Christine has some amazing hats down there. Mm -hmm. So black hats with a pink little Elks logo, fitted baseball yeah, caps. So they got some of that. They got some toques. But to be honest, I am a traditional guy. I like that turf tradition. So, John, I want to see a new line of turf tradi traditions. I'd actually like to see like a throwback retro uh, lineup. And even then, next year is the 75th anniversary right, of the Edmonton Elks. There will be, I can't say what there will be. 
but I can say there will more than likely be a jersey. Elk Antlers, Ryan Messer wants to see <laughs> Elk Antlers. I love you know that. What? Yeah. Well, I was going to get, you know, I was going to it's not really with the Elk Antlers. I don't know why it reminded me of that, but uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> more like home. I don't want to say home decor either because there can be some really tacky home decor, but you know, right. like, you know, little weird things that you don't see around. Like I remember uh, the turf district when we were in the tailgate, they had a napkin holder right. with the double E logo. Okay. Right. So, Did they really? Yeah. So things like little weird things like that, you know, that you may just want to have a around. A double E napkin holder. That sounds amazing. I know. I, I, I would buy that. Exactly. What about those uh, those Spike... Sp was it Spike or Punter plushies? Oh, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and see if they still have them available because they're absolutely cute. I mean, I love Punter. I do think he looks a little bit like a big potato. He's but... not a potato. He's not a potato. <laughs> Our boy Sinjin Sperling. We were just talking about Sinjin. Earlier on the episode with Cleats of Strength, Momentum Customs, head over, go find them, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, more vintage gear. What are your predictions for the 2024 out season? That's a question. That's one heck of a question. That's a loaded question. That's a loaded question. That is a that, loaded potato. Uh, that is a loaded potato. <laughs> Not punter. Uh, I think there's going to be more home wins. That is a very bold I, prediction. I, I don't know. We've said that a couple times <laughs> over the years. Uh, yeah, I don't. I seriously don't know what to expect. I have zero clue what to expect, especially right now. I'm very, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous with some of the free agents that we have and yeah. not knowing how that's going to go. Right. So uh, up to, uh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this very very safe. I'm gonna say that we have a nine and nine season. Ooh. I'm gonna say a nine and nine season. Now the reason for this is Saskatchewan. I, I like this. We did this on the Turf District. We're gonna have to have the Turf District mm -hmm. on in 2024. Stay tuned. It'll happen. Like obviously we can't hard confirm it, but <laughs> we are gonna of talk to them. them. We, well, we can't do that either, but we will talk to them. They're a good friend, so uh, get them on the show for sure. Mm -hmm. But we did this on their show, and we talked about the predictors. Chad Kelly was my prediction. I saw him potentially being MOP, which right. uh, yeah, I, I thought he was going to pull, a, pull something like Nathan Rourke was doing and working really hard in the offseason, taking the keys and driving with it. I guess that each well. Well, not, yeah, well, yeah, except no cup. But Trey Ford now has that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Taylor Cornelius did that. However, Taylor Cornelius was in a really freaking bad system. Right. Let's be real. Let's just be real with it. The season's over. There's going to be free agents. Things are going to really change until our next uh, preseason game, really, and then our ho next home game early June lot of time between then and now we're talking six months mm -hmm. we're talking five to six months training camp four and a half months away right yeah and that's going to be a big one too with training camp four and a half to five months yeah um the combine too that's going to happen in between there combine, we're going to see deal. what's what pops out of there so i mean i feel like there's so many what ifs 
right? There's so many little parts that we're not uh, sure yet. There is, there is, but it's also about the building blocks. Once again, we have to we have to look at it. Do we have a lot more than a Dylan Mitchell, a Christian Salisbury? Shout out to Christian Salisbury. His birthday was just the other day. Yeah. Uh, twenty six for twenty six. Mm-hmm. Go find Super Mom of Three Twitter uh, X. Super Mom of Three, donate twenty six bucks to Christian Salisbury's fund, the Memorial Fund. Um, his and I, it's a lot more than that now. Now it's a whole um, foundation. Yes. So Super Mom of Three, uh, Melissa Salisbury, amazing woman, still going through the motions and fighting through it and doing something amazing uh-huh. for her community once again. So big shout out, obviously we've lost Christian Salisbury, but his name lives on with the foundation and his family and his legacy is now going back into the kids. So big, big, massive thing. And that fund is actually created for kids that don't have, like, no, I say kids, but uh, college, college athletes as well that don't have the opportunity or have the funds to go play a pro football, Mm -hmm. but they can go get that opportunity. Just like Christian Salisbury did. He found the Edmonton Elks. Chris Jones found him really. And since then it's been a beautiful relationship. I love the, I love the tweet that she posted. And it was a tweet from Christian that showed that his mom decided to become his agent. And she went ahead and she became his agent and it was just success after that so that was that was really nice oh totally uh john in the chat here actually uh do you think we'll see t-shirts of trey ford on them <laughs> speaking of people that run fast right no listen we're just gonna make it uh, we're gonna make we're, it we're, so we're, we're gonna, gonna make we're, some we're gonna sure. do the on you know on trey we yeah. trust oh <laughs> there's there's tons there's there's a fair amount of <laughs> ideas we have for the trey ford shirts going to be amazing though super excited about it yeah uh, stay tuned i'm i'm gonna say the only prediction i'm gonna do and that's just because i want to is that we're gonna win every single game against calgary i like that <laughs> i like that i like that that's beautiful that's poetic that's poetic, poetic. <laughs> <laughs> no we gotta we gotta win those games against calgary that's the rivalry labor day for the favorite games I, I don't even think I, I mentioned what my right, actual favorite game was. No. The My favorite game was the Labor Day rematch. Mm-hmm. It was pure excitement. It was just an amazing game. Dean Faithful, last second, oh, kicks was that in the, it. Was that, the... that was the queen wave. He right. queen waved him off, <laughs> celebrated all night. It was the second win in a row for Edmonton Elks fans. And it's really nice, too, because we also discovered a new winning tradition for us after a win. You go out to the truck and you have a celebratory beer with your fellow or beverage. Sorry, I'm supposed to call it a beverage. Beer. We're alive. Come on. Yeah, beer. So <laughs> go out, leave the gates. You go out to your vehicle. Uh, depending on who's driving, you have a beer and then you drive away. And it's really, really cool to have a new winning tradition like it was mm-hmm. weird we we're like oh two wins in a row look at us <laughs> and we felt invisible invincible well and after four years of not having <laughs> two wins in a row we yeah, did two great. especially two home wins two home wins right mm-hmm. we we lost we lost the labor day game but it was yeah. two home wins in a row 
you go home two games in a row, right? And you get to win two games in a row. We didn't know what that was like for four years, mm-hmm. let alone the one. Mm-hmm. You got the one, and it was like, oh my god, like I cried. I could, people crying. Why? Because it was amazing. You just what well, you paid. The thing that some people don't think about while everybody is, I'm going to swear, it's our season finale. While everybody's shitting on all the fans <laughs> that are sitting there, game in, game out. This team is a dump. All of the names, all of the lambasting, players getting talked to, mm-hmm. down to the lowest, like trash, all of it. Nobody ever thinks about the season ticket holders that buy the season tickets year in, year out, faithfully not caring about that part of it. Yeah. Like we don't buy season tickets because we just want to sit there. We want to have a status or any other reason other than to go take in the full game day experience, watch the football game. And every morning when you wake up on game day, you say, yeah, I really hope the Elks win. I really pray (laughs) the Elks win. And I mean, it gets aggressive at times with, yeah, I really freaking hope these guys win or all these guys better win. You get angry and you're like, they better win today. They better win. Yeah. And it got to be like that at the end of the 22 game uh, Mm -hmm. losing streak. You just, you were so sick of losing and you felt like you were going to Commonwealth stadium to watch a loss. I think that was the most frustrating part of it. It was like, I got to go watch him lose. Yes. And if I'm feeling like that, I could only imagine how the players are feeling. So, you know, it, it, it was a, it was a really tough year. It was really beautiful though, to see us come out of the 22 game yeah. losing streak at home. It was just I agree. unreal. John yeah. Kirby, her chat. What do you think of the Elks Oregon mints that came out? Uh, clear bags. So clear bags aren't going to go away. No. Now with private ownership, it, no, it, uh, because that is no longer the city. No, but the stadium is. Uh, the stadium is the city. The stadium is what has the rules. So that sucks. So yeah, yeah unfortunately, that's not, that's John, not I do, go not, away. do not think those will go away. The yeah. ornaments are really cute, though. They are. They are. We cashed in last year on the twenty. Yeah. Well, the twenty twenty two edition or twenty twenty yeah two two edition. This year is twenty three. Yeah. I'm going to have to go check them out. I just want the season car, uh, ticket holder card back, plus the addition of programs and collector's cups. So collector's cups, it's kind of cheesy. They have a little bit in in the team store, but it's all mostly in 7-Elevens, really. That's your collector cup every year. <laughs> hey, it's cheap. <laughs> but, but that does beg a question. Yeah. Look at what the Edmonton Oilers are doing. Very, very successful over there at Roger's Place. I mean, for the amount of money that you have to pay for those season tickets. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. They better. <laughs> well, I, hey, I don't know the pricing on it. But what I can tell you yeah. is that uh, the Collector's Cup thing, very successful. They sell a lot of those Collector's right. Cups. Obviously, I have no idea about numbers or anything. But yeah. I see them floating around people's yeah. houses. Very and true. if you go to enough houses in Edmonton, you know, you start to play the numbers game. Like, oh, what are the odds that this person has a collector's cup from Roger's Place? Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen it a lot. And I've also seen it in Value Village as well. I see those <laughs> collector's cups. Yeah. So, yes, I do wish that we had more of a collector's system for Edmonton Elks fans. Also, with the season ticket holder cards. Yeah, I know. It's 
the, those packages that we got for being a season ticket holder was absolutely unreal. It was beautiful. Yeah. I miss having the lanyard. I miss feeling special. It was great. You got a sticker. You got a schedule. You got a pocket yeah. schedule. You got the st- schedule in the box. You got your perks. Even back in the day when they did the booklet, the booklet was an amazing system. You know what I just found out? Because I, I mean, when I was doing a lot of the trivia Thursday, I would go to the library and I would do a lot of research and read on the team and find yeah. some of the old uh, game guides and all of the. Um, they still have them. If you go to the website and if you click around, those same guides like the team guides and everything that you have for the entire season and for game they have them it's just on a pdf <laughs> what like the so, newspaper no like uh, when you have all of the details of all of the players and oh. the team and like the it, maybe it's not a game guide are you, are you talking like about the, the whole the, year um, like the year but is it oh okay media guide media guide yeah, interesting media okay guide that that's they, that's interesting i'm gonna have to check that that i would see them all the time at the library back when they used to print them out and yeah. give them out but yeah you can find those and hmm. it's on the website but it's a pdf that you can download but that's kind of sad because a lot of people prefer having I mean, even here you see all the things that you, the things that you have, all the collector's right. pieces, right? That or even memorabilia, or just something that just creates an emotional attachment to something. Well, and- part of part of it though is that they used to do the Edmonton Sun used to do a game day newspaper, mm-hmm. and that's what they handed out as the game guide mm-hmm. at Commonwealth Stadium. Okay, so they quit that program like as soon as COVID came in, pretty much. Yeah, around twenty nineteen, maybe twenty eighteen, it could have been in there. Ryan Messer, clear bags, yes. So in the States, that's another big thing. Commonwealth Stadium is a world-class venue. I know that people in Edmonton sometimes forget this. And I I don't mean anybody in the herd chat in particular or anything like that. I just mean all of us here in Edmonton, myself included. Put myself in this list. Because sometimes I forget, "Ah, home of the Edmonton, I was like, Commonwealth. I love the building. From row 80 to row 1, love the building. Zero issues with Commonwealth Stadium. Don't want to see it torn down. But it is also still a world-class venue, and it's ranked number three on FIFA rankings as far as stadiums. It it is. I I want to say number three. I could be wrong. Oh my goodness. But as far as... Totally blew that one then. It's between the Alberta government. (laughs) Alberta government. Yes. So, because it's a world-class venue, because it's an international venue that is on the world stage, is on the world in the map, it still has to go through the highest of international standards. Mm-hmm. Ryan Messer said, clear bags are standard even in the States. All of their, if most if not all. Like, we're talking 80 to 90% of the NFL stadiums in the States yeah. have to a clear honest, bag policy. I don't think that the clear bag is the issue it's, it's the, the size. size it's the size it's the size so if you allow full-size backpacks that are clear that they sell because mm-hmm. you know it's in the states it's a standard as ryan said but if you just increase the size i can guarantee that a lot of the issues that people have will go away i mean obviously you will still have those that don't want people to see certain things you know medication or whatever they may have that is personal sure that they don't want to see 
But, you know, the, the, the size that we have, it's tiny, right? You can barely fit anything, especially because you, they got to remember that we also have, you know, fall games um, where when it's cold. And you yeah. definitely want to bring around a lot more than just what you can carry in your hands. And, yeah. you know. Oh, totally. Yeah, 12 by 12 max. Plus, I even have a new one that's smaller. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that 12, 12 by 12, 12, 12 inches is nothing. Yeah, that's not very big. But... There's a, there's a joke about inches in here somewhere. <laughs> so 12 inches would be a foot then, would it not? That's what she said. Yeah, there you go. Good job. Good job. <laughs> that's good. 12 inches, that's, that's a foot, isn't it? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, so 12 inches, a foot, so a foot by a foot. Yeah, that's not very, it's that's not, not very, very big. big. It's the size of a ruler. And that's about what the, the size is that the Edmonton Elks is selling. Yeah. And like it's it's been such a big problem over the years, but the biggest problem with Commonwealth Stadium and the Edmonton Elks and the Clear Bag is the fact that everything happened all at once for this team. Yeah. See, if the team was winning, people would be like, ah, I guess I'll throw the diaper bag away for like, ah, no, you probably <laughs> you probably wouldn't throw the diaper bag, but maybe you would throw a backpack or something. Yeah. Maybe I'll toss the backpack. Maybe I'll risk it going missing out here. I'll throw it in the planter pray that when i come back it's here because security's right there the whole time anyways let's be real well they have bag checks now yeah but even then those fill up pretty quick yeah but yeah sure right the bag check make some money off of it yeah that's what the, that was my idea back in the day yeah. was make some more money off of the bag check yeah not every cfl stadium does clear bags <clears throat> within 10 years i would say they will be yeah yeah i definitely feel like that's gonna be the the standard now that's where it's gonna go yeah. i mean um yeah john here said that rumor has it that rogers place might be doing the clear backs as well no, we, I no we idea. have no clear indication of that but i wouldn't be surprised if they do yeah just because you know it's once again that standard it's just becoming a standard with public events and pu public venues uh, in many ways it makes sense in many ways it's a lot safer um the size is the only thing that I have an issue with. Well, in Rogers Place as well, once again, it's a world class venue. It is. There's is people, it? there's people in Finland that wish that they could go to an Oilers game oh, in yes. Rogers Place. Yeah. That like that's true. what that's what I'm thinking of is is there people internationally that would want to go there? Or is there events internationally that yeah. would want to go there? World Juniors hosted twice. Right. So and that's just World Juniors. Cirque du Soleil comes every year, which mm -hmm. is the biggest touring circus. Yeah. In the world, yeah. from Paris, I believe, from France, right? And Cirque du Soleil came from it France. Should be somewhere, I mean, somewhere in French. there, <laughs> somewhere in there. I don't. I'm focused on. I'm All focused right. on CFL football, Canadian football. <laughs> but you get the gist of it. The, yeah. We're talking about major venues that are shining stars in the West and on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. So, it, would I be surprised to see that go to Rogers Place? No, I wouldn't be surprised. Do I think it needs to happen? Well, I think that there should be a standardized security check for every major venue in Edmonton. Because that was one of the biggest issues was with the Heritage Classic, clear bag policy, but over at Rogers they do the they do the uh metal metal detector, the yeah. scanner. Yeah, so, that'd be a big upgrade for Commonwealth, though. I mean, we saw it yeah. at the Heritage Classic. How bad that went yeah. when they tried to introduce 
you know, greater security <laughs> to the lineups, they would really have to think about that and how that's going to be implemented. And the, it would be an upgrade and a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and, and even then, mm-hmm. right. Uh, any of the issues with trying to get in a heritage class, it had nothing to do with the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers, yeah. Yeah. you know, did their best with the event. And I think they did a fantastic job, mm-hmm. but when it came to the security part of it, that was on the NHL trying yeah. to work with the city's regulations. Definitely. And it just, whatever. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't the greatest process. We made it in for O Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, I was at the seats for O Canada. So I was happy with how things worked. But um, I like John's idea up here about T-Mobile in Vegas, if we scroll up a little. So uh, T-Mobile in Vegas, they have lockers outside in their little promenade. 20 bucks for a small bag, close to 30 for a large bag, and put in the lockers. I think I speak for everybody. You would much rather surprise pay $30 to put your bag in a locker as opposed to lose $200 or to $500 or $1,000 in purse because you can't get it. Or $300 in ticket, $200 in ticket, you get it. I don't know if I would pay $30 for a locker if it's a lot. Okay, so T-Mobile, you and I have tickets to go to a game. They tell you you can't bring the bag in. Am I going in without you? Well, no, at that point, I'm forced to. So there you go. You have to. That's the <laughs> congratulations. We solved it. Yeah, but it's it's so high. I would be mad about that. I that's wouldn't be mad very, about it. Look that's at Toronto. A high price for a locker. When you and I went to Toronto, we were scrambling to look for a locker. Lockers. It still I'd... wouldn't have been thirty bucks, but no. But also, <laughs> you go there, you drop it off earlier in the day. You go to your shopping, and then you go to the game, and then you come out. You don't have to carry the bag with you all day. No, for sure. So it's sure, also about how you it, use it, it too. For sure, but I mean, also, uh, I mean, and that's just personally me because I am totally. okay bringing a small purse to a location because I don't need to carry half my house. You also have clear bags and stuff too. No, like for you're sure. very prepared but for I'm, this I'm, scenario. I'm more thinking about like bigger families with babies and diaper bags and all of that. I'm right? not that's, throwing out the diaper bags still. No, no, but you would want that with you. That's yeah. the problem, right? If you have a baby, if you're going to an event and you have a baby sure. and that baby needs diapers, but you're not. Then you, you can't know, get you in. Okay, well. But that's the same deal with Commonwealth Stadium. We're currently dealing with this. This is why you and I did, made a petition. So people like mm-hmm. the diabetics that have the issue with yeah. the noodles and their, their gear getting it in. Um, like we, we picked every piece of meat off of that bone. And unfortunately, <laughs> at the end of the day, all roads still point to you need a clear bag. Yeah. And just like Ryan Messer said here in the herd chat, my wife yeah. just uses her clear bag as her purse as many events as we attend. And that's I do as well. Yeah, it's easier. You know, in any event that you go attend, it's easier to go through security, just showing nice. the clear bag and just walk through, right? So it's yeah, no, but I don't think we're ever gonna win that argument. I don't think it's just adapt and overcome, adapt yep. and overcome. Um, John Kirby gone. Wow, John Kirby up here. I use the small bag that they make you buy for a dollar at the Oilers team store. I use that as my bag at Rogers Place. Yeah, that works, man. Like, yeah, hey, the, I use the small bag that they make you buy for a dollar. <laughs> I love it, John. And then, yeah, Rogers Place makes exceptions for backpacks. That's good to know. I actually didn't know that. So, thank you. You learned me up a little bit here, John. Uh, that's really good knowledge. Yeah, now we know. Ladies and gentlemen, season one. <laughs> season one is in the books. Uh, this was a massive episode tonight. Obviously, we apologize. We were supposed to have a guest tonight. We got to edit all of our titles and everything. We really 
wanted to have Jake on. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. So uh, I'm sure that we're going to reschedule with him in the future. He's going to be sticking around. Him. He's got to be sticking around. Him. No. So we'll, we'll, we'll get at Jake Taylor. Um, season two of the Elks call. No, we're getting there, babe. We're getting there. <laughs> season two of the Elks call is going to be January 10th. So do stay tuned. We will have a holiday special on December 27th. Maybe we'll do a giveaway anyways. Not, we're not going to be giving away the jersey because we're saving that one for 500 subscribers. Shotgun Sports Network Limited. Hit us up over at YouTube. Shotgun Sports Network LTD. Uh, give us a subscribe. Please give us a like, a follow, all of that stuff. Guys, this, this was an amazing season. Many episodes down. It's going to be a way longer season next year. Mm-hmm. We're already excited about it. Uh, it's a little bit bittersweet. We got a lot of upgrades to do here. Our interface is going to change a little bit. Um, our show might change a little bit. Maybe we're going to get an extra piece of merch or two for the background here. But it's very exciting times. We didn't even think that we would even create a podcast when we started the Elks Herd. Here we are. The Elks Call is finishing its first season. So a massive thanks to the tens, to the hundreds, to the thousands (laughs) of viewers and listeners. The many channels, YouTube, uh, listening on TuneIn, listening on Edmonton Sports Talk, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, massive thanks to you guys, the viewers. Um, off the top of my head, Sinjin's in there, John Kirby, our boy Ryan Messer over at Shotgun Sports USA, and the Stallion Stampede. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray and Benny. Ray, Ray and Benny, <laughs> all up in the chat, in the herd chat. Jamin's been in this herd chat. My mom has been in this herd chat. Steve Benassi. Steve Benassi, <laughs> Candor27. Yeah. Who else we got? We got a, we got a lot of gems. So, uh, yeah, you guys, awesome. You make our podcast episode. And, I mean, I don't really see how we make it to an hour and a half without a guest if <laughs> our guests, our, our, our viewers, our uh, watchers, on, and everybody in the herd chat, uh, yeah, that's how we get it to an hour and a half. It's you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Um, December 27th holiday special. We're going to have Christmas lights in here. It's going to be good. We'll give something away. Please show us what you got for Christmas. That's kind of what we're doing is a massive Christmas show and tell, like, tell us about what you got. If you got any EE gear, we'll do a little giveaway. Yeah. Show off a little bit of what we, uh, what we may have gotten if it's EE or related. And uh, yeah, other, like other than that, we'll have a big guest for January 10th, season two of the Elks Call. But for today, we are going to call it a wrap. Uh, John Kirby, have a good Christmas as well. Um, we hope we get lots of elk stuff too. We hope you get <laughs> lots of elk stuff. You know that we're planning the tailgate menu already. It involves smoked meat. That's the biggest hint that we can give you right now. Um, but stay tuned for that. We're going to say probably March. Mm-hmm. So spring break area, we will have the tailgate menu up for Herdies. We smoke the meats. 
Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we cannot thank you enough for joining the herd for season one of the Elks Call. My name is Scout, aka the rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, aka Dave and Elks. Once again, we are the Elks Herd. This was season one of the Elks Call. We're going to see everybody on December 27th for the holiday special. This was the herd signing off, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers.